What you're about to hear is another unemployment hearing. It's the Ohio Hospital Association defending Cleveland Metro Hospital, which is a public employer. That makes things a little bit different, and the Ohio Constitution does come into play, even though the hearing officer and certainly Cleveland Metro don't agree with that. It's also interesting here how they insist that approved shots are available for the employees when we all know they are not. So they are literally misstating the evidence to a public body. The employer is the Metro Health System. This hearing is being conducted by telephone to develop a record, the testimony, as well as the documents in the director's file. Documents that have properly admitted today will form the record upon which I will base my decision. The claimant has appeared today and is being represented by Attorney Warner Mendenhall. The employer has also appeared and is being represented by Ms. Paula Mack of the Ohio Hospital Association. The only issue before me today is whether the claimant Roberto Savitic was discharged with just cause in connection with work. At this time, Ms. Mills, I'll place you under oath. Okay. Do you swear or affirm the testimony you provide today would be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes. Thank you. Can you please state and spell your name for the record? Jacqueline Mills. Ms. Mills, what is your position entitled with the employer? I am a senior human resources business partner. And are you providing testimony today from personal knowledge, business records, or a combination of both? Combination of both. Thank you. What is the start date of employment for the claimant with Metro Health System? 9-12-2016. And what was its last date of employment? Last date of employment was 11-12-2021. Okay. At the time of his separation, what was the claimant's position and title with the employer? He was a maintenance plumber. And who did he report directly to? Theron Illenberg. And Ms. Mills, was the claimant discharged from employment? Yes, he was terminated, but we consider it voluntary resignation. Okay. And what was the final incident that led to the decision to discharge the claimant from employment? Noncompliance with our COVID vaccine policy. Okay. And can you explain the incident to me? Mr. Savitic was notified that he needed to comply with COVID, our COVID-19 vaccine policy, either one by providing documentation of his vaccine or submitting an exemption. After mm -hmm. repeated notifications via our intranet and email, he did not submit documentation of compliance. So after a suspension where he was given a final opportunity to comply and he did not, we then ended employment. So first, when was the claimant suspended? He was suspended on 11-12. And did he ever return to work? He did not. He had until the 11-26 to provide documentation, which he did not. Was the claimant offered the opportunity to apply for either a religious or medical exemption? Yes, he was. Did he apply for those exemptions? No, or he either did not. of those exemptions? No, he did not. And when did the employer enact the COVID-19 vaccine policy? August of 2021, shortly after 
FDA approval for Pfizer. Were all employees required to have a vaccine? All employees were required to comply with the policy by either getting vaccinated or submitting an exemption request. And why were all employees required to have the vaccine? It's required by CMS. Centers for Medicaid Services, because we're a public health hospital, and our CEO made the announcement that he would be requiring vaccines in August. Was Climate notified? Yes, he was. And the Centers for Medicaid Services required all public health hospitals employees be vaccinated? Yeah, at this point, that that is definitely the requirement. Or have an exemption, apply for an exemption. And what do you mean by at this point? I'm meaning like right now, per CMS guidelines, we are required to be vaccinated or have an exemption, a medical or religious exemption. His suspension document included necessary steps needed to retain employment. 10-14-2021, there was a MIV announcement. On 10-15-2021, there was a CEO announcement email that went to all employees. On 10-15-2021, in addition to that CEO announcement, there was a MIV announcement. On 10-18-2021, Mr. Savitic received an email. On 10-26-21, there was another MIV announcement. In September 28th of 2021, there was another MIV announcement. 9-29 of 2021, there was another MIV announcement. 11-1 of 2021, there was another MIV announcement, which is our intranet for Metro Health. And then 11-5, 2021, there was an email that was sent to Mr. Savitic as well. Okay. And did Mr. Savitic receive those announcements? They, Yeah, they were on the MIV, which all employees have access to. And was there any type of meeting regarding his needing to comply with the policy? His supervisor, it was really the next level up supervisor, Miroslav Dragatinovic, had a conversation with him regarding what needed to take place. And I have that email attached to the documents we submitted that he needed to provide documentation of his compliance or else result in suspension. And it, what, if anything, did Mr. Savitic respond? In the email, Mike Dragatinovic said, I asked Rob for his card, and he said he was not taking the vaccine shot. I explained to him the suspension and termi- termination notice with the union steward president. He said he was not taking it. This was a union position, the maintenance yes, position held by the claimant? Okay. Yes. Was there a disciplinary policy put into place? For non-compliance? So the union, we worked with the union, made them aware of what would happen if individuals did not comply, and then they were given multiple times to comply before termination. And was there a grievance filed as a result of the termination? Yes, there was. When was the grievance filed? I don't have the exact date. I, I can tell you that at the step three, it was denied. Okay. And was it taken further after step three? No. Thank you. And is this policy 
uniformly apply to all employees of the Metro Health System? Yes. I don't have any additional questions for Ms. Mills. Ms. Mack, do you have any questions for your witness? Does your hospital provide services under Medicaid and Medicare? Yes. Are you required to provide the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid services proof that all healthcare employees are vaccinated or have a valid exemption on file? Yes. Did that apply to the claimant in his job as a maintenance plumber? Yes. Is he in an isolated position where he's away from the public and other workers? No. Did that matter at all, or is, was this requirement for all employees? All employees. All right. I think the judge already asked you this, but I honestly don't remember what your answer was. Did he apply for any exemptions at all? No. Okay. I don't think I have any other questions, Your Honor. Thank you. Thank you. Mr. Mendenhall, do you have any questions? Yes, I do. Is it males? Yep. There are two fully approved shots uh, against COVID-19, and they are Comirnaty and Spikevax. Those are the only two approved shots. So you're aware of that, I believe, correct? I'm aware now that you are telling me that. So you're not aware what's approved or not approved beyond something that I would tell you. Is that correct? It was my understanding that Pfizer was approved and that was available within the United States, but you're telling me otherwise. I'm asking you about a particular Pfizer product called Comirnaty, because Pfizer has multiple products out there right now. One is called Pfizer BioNTech, which is not approved, which is only EUA. Okay. So you're not, I take it from your answer that you don't know this and you're not competent to testify as to what is approved or not approved in the United States and what's available and not available in the United States. Is that correct? About all of the approvals, no. That's what I thought. Are you aware of the fact that under the Ohio Constitution, there's a fundamental right to refuse medical treatment? No. As an HR person, I imagine part of your job description would be to be somewhat aware of the legal structures around employment. Is that fair to assume or not? Yes. Have you read Article 1, Section 1 in the Constitution, and are you aware that sets forth a fundamental right to refuse treatment? Have you ever looked at that? I ha I personally have not. The MS mandate, which you testified to earlier, meaning that you do provide services to Medicaid and Medicare patients, that CMS mandate, in fact, was stayed. It was enjoined for a period of time. Are you aware of that? No. Hearing officer, this is a widely known fact that it was stayed by the federal courts in Ohio until January 14, 2022, when the Supreme okay. Court lifted the injunction. Is that something that, the, that you can take judicial notice of or not? I can take notice of it, but I would need more context. And do you have a witness was, that's going to provide that testimony? This is general knowledge in the legal community. Maybe Ms. Mack can stipulate that it was stayed until January 14, 2022 at least. I actually can't, Counselor. I'm sorry. So if we're going to start asking for judicial notice, 
maybe we need to continue this thing so you can show us what it is that you're looking at. Okay. You will, if we continue the hearing, you're going to have more than an additional week because notice will need to be provided to all parties for the hearing. In addition, Mr. Mendenhall, you're providing testimony today. You're not providing a witness with regard to what it is that you are testifying about today. I appreciate that. But I'm just trying to establish that she's essentially unaware of emergency use authorizations, unaware of informed consent, not aware of what's available. She's really deficient in all of those matters and unable to testify as to those matters. And that goes to the heart of this firing. Why would he not take this? He has informed consent and doesn't want to take it under the Ohio Constitution. I can't have a witness testify as to the Ohio Constitution. That has to be noticed by the administrative body. I don't want to have a witness as to the Supreme Court's ruling. That's a ruling. I don't have a witness from the CDC, but they have an online website, a business record or public record that's available to anybody to see that neither Comirnaty nor Spike Vax are available to be received as a vaccine. It's only the EUAs that are available. I'll be happy in the continuance to provide comments that I think we need to provide to the hearing officer. So I appreciate that that opportunity. Thank you. Yeah, Your Honor, I'd like to respond to some of this. <clears throat> Again, most of this questioning isn't relevant. What she knows about the emergency use program is not relevant. What she knows about which drugs are available is not relevant. Her job is not it's not to necessarily know those things, okay? This is a policy that was adopted by this hospital that everybody had to comply with. I'm not sure where he's going with all these arguments. <laughs> we are here to decide whether or not this hospital had just caused to fire him for refusing to take a vaccine that everybody else had to take, that they adopted the policy to ensure the health and safety of their other staff and the patients. We're getting into all sorts of arguments that look to me like a big smoke screen. This is supposed to be a simple unemployment case. I don't know where Camp was going with all of this stuff, but I don't think it's appropriate. And well, by the way, if he wants to if he wants to prove to us all of these things he's talking about, then yeah, I do have a problem with all this testifying he's doing. I'd like to see those things. That's fantastic, and I've agreed to provide them to you. If, Your no Honor, problem. you find that you, if, Your Honor, you feel that you need to see that stuff. My other objection to all of this is I'm not sure why you need to see all of this. The case law on unemployment doesn't talk about these sorts of things. What makes a policy reasonable re with regarding to the Ohio unemployment statute is whether or not it's being applied to everyone equally. Not all this other stuff he's telling you. You're missing something. Pardon Mr. me. Mendenhall, I, Mr. Yes. Mendenhall, what I perceive that you're doing is providing a basis for why your claimant refused to have the vaccine and why your that's claimant a, did not comply with yes. the employer's policy. I, they cannot have an unconstitutional policy, Your Honor. This is a government agency. Okay. It's, Here, Mr. and Mr. Mendenhall... This is not the form to determine whether or not this policy is unconstitutional. I understand that, but his, he has a right to refuse medical treatment, period. And he has a right to refuse under an EUA any shot. They're contending that he voluntarily left his job. That's bunk, utter bunk. 
He did not voluntarily leave. He was fired, and he was fired because he asserted his rights, that he had a right to do. The policy is an illegal policy, and I cannot believe that the Unemployment Commission is going to allow an illegal policy to allow Metro to escape paying unemployment benefits. And Mr. Mendenhall, there has been no determination. There's been no determination that the policy is illegal. You're... Then that is evidence that you would bring it to this proceeding. And I am. We have the website that I listed showing that the the Comirnaty and Spikebacks are not available in the United States. The only way they can mandate what they did is to have an approved shot available for everybody. Mr. Mendenhall, this is the form to determine whether your claimant did not comply with the policy. And... We've not had any testimony or other documentation from your claimant on why he refused the policy. I'm going to get there. I'm, I am okay. cross-examining and, but, his but, mail. But at this time, when your claimant was separated from employment, those arguments were not put forth that it was in violation of his constitutional rights. And you're arguing about two specific type of drugs that was not at issue by the employer. I respectfully disagree. I'm arguing that nothing was available that was approved. Okay. That's, and that I'm, sounds again, like a I'm lawsuit telling you that else. this is not the forum for a determination that the policy enacted by the Metro Health System was unconstitutional and illegal. With all due respect, I have a case at the Ohio Supreme Court right now that the state of Ohio is arguing the exact reverse, that I have to bring constitutional issues up in administrative hearings, okay? So I have to lay down a record, and that's what I'm trying to do for my client. We're trying to determine at this point is whether a continuance is needed so that you can present documentation to support your claimant's position. I provided a website that should be able to have judicial notice of. Okay. Thank you. But you're asking this witness questions on whether or not she has knowledge. She's answering you that she does not. As an HR person, I was just getting into the legal structure around HR. One of those is our constitutional rights at all levels, and it applies to them in particular because this is Metro. It's not a private employer. It's a political subdivision of the state of Ohio. It's very different than private employers. Mr. Mendenhall, I will postpone this hearing to allow you to provide any documentation to myself and to the other side as to why your claimant did not comply with the employer's policy. I greatly appreciate that. I apologize if I was rude or inappropriate. Your Honor, can I address some of this real quick? My only objection, honestly, to continuing this to get that information is that if the claimant didn't even provide that as an explanation for why he wasn't taking the vaccine, then why are we contemplating these arguments today? I thought what we were supposed to be doing was discussing what the policy is, who it's applied to, and what his reason is for not taking it. Does Cancel want to give me a proffer of evidence? Does he want to explain to me at what point his client told Metro Health that the reason he wasn't taking this vaccine was because it was a violation of his constitutional rights? Or is this just something this attorney has decided to throw into this unemployment hearing? 
I've also I've already indicated to Mr. Mendenhall that there is no record that his claimant that his client has put forth any of these reasons for the reason why he did not comply with the policy. And Mr. Mendenhall, I will caution you. Again, this is not the form to determine whether or not it was constitutional or illegal. With all due respect, again, I've litigated this issue. I'm in the midst of a case right now that's going to determine whether this is or is not that forum. I, so I could put a position statement and, and together that, so that at least it's on the record. And when that is decided, I, I am sure that you will be able to file some type of appeal. I have to appeal this. At the, we have a limited time on this. So I have to establish the basis for the appeal of this if we have to appeal this. That's all I'm doing. I can put a form. position statement on I hear you. There being nothing further, I'm going to close the record for today. So we closed out that part of the hearing, and about a month later, we had a part two. That's what you're going to hear below. As I said from before, my name is John Andrew Forbes. I'm the hearing officer with the Unemployment Compensation Review Commission. I just want to go over the procedures again and pick up where we left off. The procedures are, this is a discharge from employment. I began with the employer's witness testimony, and that was Ms. Mel. During the first part of the hearing that took place on April 22nd, I had already examined Ms. Mel's. I didn't have any additional questions for her. Ms. Mack had already questioned Ms. Mel's, and then Mr. Mendenhall, you were examining or asking Ms. Mel's questions regarding the claimant's employment and separation. Okay, and so Ms. Mills, do you swear or affirm the testimony you provide today would be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes, I do. Okay. And before, Mr. Mendenhall, we pick up from where we left off. Ms. Mack, you have some additional documents that you submitted to the commission. I submitted 75 pages and then one additional page yesterday after receiving the claimant's attorney's additional evidence. Okay. Thank you. And Mr. Mendenhall, you also submitted some documents to be for this hearing. Yes. Were those documents provided to the employer? Yes. yes. And Ms. Mackey received those documents? Yes, we did. And Mr. Mendenhall, are you at this time moving these documents into the record or are you going to wait until you examine your claimant? If there's no objection, I just soon move them to be in the record. Ms. Mack, do you have any objections to the admission of the documents into the record? I have an objection to... I don't remember what he labeled it, Exhibit 3, only because of relevance. Mr. Mendenhall, what is the purpose of this Exhibit 3? Exhibit 3 is FDA guidance, and it's really simple that when an EUA product is to be administered, that people who that's to be administered have the option to either accept or refuse the product. In terms of what specifically they are talking about and if these guidelines apply to any of the issues that questions in terms of whether or not Mr. Savitic, what his reasons were for not being vaccinated according to his employer's policy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm not sure that 21 U.S. Code 360B should be admitted either. It seems to me that we have a case out of Texas that indicates that plaintiffs, and here, it's happening here at this case, are misconstruing what that section of law says. It does not limit or expand a private employer's right 
to require the COVID vaccine, but it's being used by this attorney and several others to convince hearing officers like yourself that private employers like my husp like the hospital had a duty to had a had a duty did something unlawful by requiring this vaccine. Thank you. And that's, I did send in that case, Your Honor, as part of my evidence. All right, thank you. I am going to go ahead and allow the exhibit into the record. And again, I will, I, as the hearing officer, give weight accordingly to all evidence. Thank you. For documentation submitted into the record as evidence. And Mr. Mendenhall, did you have any additional questions for Ms. Mills? Yeah, just a couple of additional questions here. Ms. Mills, a couple of things. My understanding is that the only vaccine available is the EUA Pfizer-BioNTech product and that the what is called the approved, not authorized, but approved vaccine, Comirnaty, is not available yet in the United States. Do you agree with that statement? No, I do not. Is Comirnaty available to anyone at Metro Hospital that you know of? Comirnaty is the brand name, the marketing name that is being used for the Pfizer vaccine. Listen, I'm just asking. Mr. Mendenhall, allow the witness to answer the question. Okay. So the Pfizer vaccine has been available. Comirnaty is the brand name that they're using once the FDA approved the vaccine to market it. So, yes. I have an exhibit which links to the CDC vaccine program, and it's exhibit number one. Do you have that in front of you? Yeah, it's a little blurry. The fourth line from the top of exhibit one, do you see that? It says these structured product labels are not currently being produced by the manufacturer while the EUA product is available. Do you see that? Uh, The exhibit I have in front of me is very blurry. So I see a highlighted section, but I can't really make it out. But your statement on the record here is that Comirnaty is available to Metro employees. Is that correct? Corminati is the brand name for which they are marketing the Pfizer vaccine that was FDA approved. I know the brand. From my understanding. And And so the same, based on all, everything that I've looked into, it's the same vaccine. So the Pfizer vaccine is available. You're confounding the language. All right, Your Honor, I'm going to jump. Mr. Mendenhall. I'm going to ask you for the last time to ask a question and allow the witness to answer the question, and that you don't agree with the witness's response, it's not your opportunity to provide rebuttal. I, oh, I agree, Thank Your you. Honor. I, we, I mean, no, I've asked no, a yes or no, no question. Mr. I'm asking for a yes or no answer. Okay. Is Comirnaty available? It's and asked and answered. Question. He just doesn't he like her answer. Question. Is Comirnaty available? Yes or no? That's really simple. Is Comirnaty gonna... available in the United States? Ms. Mouth, answer the question, yes or no. Yes. Let's turn to Exhibit 2, page 11, and there's a highlighted section in green, I believe. Do you see that? Yes. And I, I get this language is fuzzy, it seems, but it says that although Comirnaty and spike backs are approved, 
We agree that they're approved. There's not sufficient approved vaccine available for distribution to this population in its entirety at the time of reissuance of the EUA. That doesn't change your answer that Comirnaty is available. The answer was yes, correct? Doesn't change my answer, no. All right, that's all I have for this witness. Thank you. Ms. Mack, do you have any rebuttal at this time? I do not. Okay. Ms. Mack, do you have any additional witnesses? You know what, actually I'm going to give some rebuttal evidence. Hold on. Ms. Malls, did, uh, you, you indicated according to your research there is the Pfizer vaccine and the Camarati are one vaccine. What, what were you reading to get that information? So a number of articles from the FDA and CDC and also Pfizer. All right. Your Honor, I guess now I do need to get this evidence into the record. Um, how you want to proceed? As you're introducing it and questioning your witness. Ms. Miles, can you take a look at what's labeled Employers Proposed Exhibit A20 through A23? Uh, okay, I'm looking at it. What are we looking at here? So starting on A20, it is a CDC publication from April 27th, 2022, that says that essentially after the authorization from the FDA that the companies then market vaccines under new brand names and that the brand name for this was going to be community and there's going to be there was no no change was made to the vaccines formula with the name change so essentially it's saying they're the same vaccine okay okay and is this a, a news release from the FDA? Yes. Is this a true and accurate copy of that release? Yes. Okay. Your Honor, can we move this into evidence? Yes. Thank you. When was the claimant suspended before he was terminated? Can you give me that date again? 11-12 of 2021, so November 12th, 2021. Was this fully approved vaccine available to him while he was suspended? Objection. What is your objection, Mr. Mendenhall? I, she's absolutely continuing to mislead the hearing officer. Comirnaty no, is not available in the... No, I'm not. Comirnaty okay. is simply not... Comirnaty is simply not available in the United Mr. States. Mr. Mendenhall, yes. that is his opinion. She's asking, she's asking her witness a question. Her witness provided the answer. Okay. I, I, and I take offense to you indicating that I am misleading this tribunal. I am absolutely not. I went to the FDA and the CDC to pull these articles. So did you. It is up to this hearing officer to decide what she's going to believe, if she even decides it's relevant. It's, I didn't well, even want to go down this. Yeah. Exactly. I'm telling you, we've called every pharmacy in Ohio trying to find Comirnaty. Mr. Mendenhall. It's an issue Mr. in Mendenhall. many cases right now. Mr. Mendenhall, are you able to hear me when I'm talking? Yes, thank you. I'm just putting an objection on the record. That's all that she's missing. I, I, heard, I heard your objection. My specific question to you is, do you hear me when I am calling your name and talking? Yes. Yet you continue to talk. 
as does she. And I've also stopped her. So, it's, I, again, I'm going to make the determinations based upon the evidence or the documentation that I consider relevant. She asked her qu- a question to her witness. Her witness gave her answer. Sir, that you don't agree with the answer, that is your position to make. Do we understand each other? I'm just letting my objection be known. Thank you very much. I understand your objection, and yet you continue when I've asked you to stop. And this is for all parties. When I'm calling your name, that means to stop. Because I'm not trying to get into match here. And so I hope that we can all respect this process. Ms. Mack, you have some additional questions for Ms. Mel. Just a few. Please continue. Ms. Mel, will you please look at proposed exhibit 828 through 834? It is an FDA publication regarding Pfizer and community being marketed, the Pfizer vaccine being marketed as community under their brand name. Who published this information? Where did you find it? The FDA's website. And when was it published? May 17th, 2022. And what does this exhibit tell us? And Ms. Mack, this was published after the claimant was discharged from employment. So what is the relevancy? What is the relevancy? Is this documentation information that the employer relied on? No, it's not. No, it's not, Your Honor. It's just that counsel, he just got his in. It's dated the same thing. Literally both giving you FDA articles dated the same date. We have no objection to any of your articles. I have no objection to their articles. Okay, thank you. What does this exhibit tell us, Ms. Mike? It says that on August 23rd, 2021, the FDA announced its first approval of the COVID-19 vaccine and that for marketing purposes, it would be called Ernity. This exhibit tells us that the FDA approved the Pfizer vaccine and that it's known as Community. And it's the same formulation as what was called Pfizer, the Pfizer vaccine. Is this a true and accurate copy of that press release issued by Pfizer? Yes. Your Honor, we admit this into the record. Yes. Ms. Miles, can you look at what employers proposed exhibit A63 through? 65. Yep, looking at it. What are we looking at here? This is a Q&A from the FDA. What does this article tell us? So it explains that Community and Pfizer, the name can be used interchangeably for the COVID-19 vaccine. Connor, will you admit this into the record? Yes, the A63 through 65 is admitted into the record. Can you take a look at what is marked proposed exhibit B1 through B3? Yep. 
What are we looking at here? It's a press release from the U.S. Equal Employment Opportunity Commission around the COVID-19 technical assistance. It essentially says that federal EO laws do not prevent an employer from requiring all employees entering the workplace to be vaccinated for COVID-19. Your Honor, will you admit this into the record? Yes. Thank you. Ms. Moss, will you take a look at what's been marked employer's proposed exhibit C1 through C5? Yes. What are we yes. looking at here? So it is a United States District Court decision from Texas for June 12th of 2021, essentially saying that it's not illegal for employers to require the COVID-19 vaccine. Your Honor, will you also admit this into the record? I am objecting to this one for a number of reasons. And sir, what is your objection? Your Honor, let me mute my phone. I'm sorry. Hold on, hold on. The lawn man just showed up. Hold on. All right, go ahead, counsel. I'm sorry. Yeah, first of all, this is out of the Southern District of Texas. Uh, secondly, this is for a private employer, not a government employer like Metro. And those are the two primary issues. We're not dealing with a private employer in this particular case. It's public employer. This lawsuit's about a private employer. It's very different. There, there is an issue of coercion in that case. Ohio law has a specific statute on coercion dealing with public entities and government, which Metro would fall under. So Methodist hospitals, private, isn't subject to the coercion statute, but Metro is. And again, I will give it the weight accordingly as the hearing officer. I'm going to allow it into the record. Thank you. I don't have anything else, Your Honor. Thank you. This time, I don't have anything additional for Ms. Mouth, so we will take the testimony of Ms. Vidic. Mr. Savidic, at this time, yes. I'll take your testimony. Do you swear or affirm the testimony you provide today will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Yes at our last hearing on the 22nd. Your start date of employment was September 12, 2016, and your last day of employment was 11-12 of 2021. Do those dates sound correct to you? Yes. And, sir, your position was a maintenance plumber under the yeah. supervision of Theron Uhlenberg? Okay. Yeah, yes. Thank you. And, sir, were you discharged from employment? Yes. And what is who was it that discharged you from employment? Metro Hospital. Okay. Was there a particular person that you met with or spoke with? Not really. I just they brought me into my the my boss's office and I filled out the papers and that was it. On what day did this occur? The last day I worked, I believe, was the twelfth, November twelfth. Okay. Did you understand on the twelfth whether you were terminated or suspended from employment? I was told I was suspended for two weeks. And what was the purpose of that suspension? I refused to take the shot, vaccine. And was that your understanding that it was a policy implemented by your employer? Yes. Okay. What was your understanding of what was required under that policy? I was supposed to get the shot before a certain date. Were there any exemptions that you could have applied for? Medical and religion. Were you told by a physician that you could not receive the vaccine? Nope. 
Do you know if you have any medical conditions where you cannot receive the vaccine? None that I know of. Did you seek out a physician on whether or not you could receive the vaccine? No. So you, did you apply or you did not apply for a medical exemption? No. Did you apply for a religious exemption? No. And what was your understanding of what would be the result if you did not, if you were not vaccinated by a certain date? Mind you, I'd be suspended, and then they said they'd let me go. Okay. Is your position a part of any collective bargaining unit, or is it a union position? Yes. Was there an agreement between the employer and the union regarding the COVID vaccine? I'm not sure what kind of agreement they had. Did you have union representation? Just my steward. He was the only one there. And was there a complaint or a grievance process as a result? They said they filed a grievance. Do you know what the final outcome of that grievance was? Last time I spoke, they told me it was denied. Was that the last step? Yes, the third step. Okay. I'm assuming that's the, the last third step. step. Yeah. Okay. They said it went right to the third step. And do you know why the grievance was denied? Nope. Did you speak with anyone on why you were not going to comply with the policy? The only one I told my boss I wasn't going to take the vaccine. What reason, if any, did you provide to him? I just told him I wasn't comfortable taking an experimental shot. And what was your understanding of the shot being experimental? Just what I read. At the time, I didn't know if it was approved or not. Did you ask anyone whether or not it had been approved? I read that uh, one of the shots were approved or maybe two. So was it your understanding after it was approved that it was no longer experimental? But I still wasn't comfortable. I didn't. I just wasn't comfortable taking the shot also. Okay. And that's the, is that the reason you provided to your supervisor that you were not comfortable taking the shot? Yes. Whether or not it was approved? Yes. And did you understand if you did not receive the vaccine, you would be discharged from employment? Yes. Is there anything else that you did or spoke with anyone else regarding your concerns? Did I, I didn't speak with anyone else. Like at the hospital, you mean? Hospital, a physician, no, human resources. No, just my steward. Thank you. And what, if anything, did your steward say to you? He didn't. He just said we'll go through the steps, see, is what, which is what we did. Okay. Thank you. I don't have any additional questions for you, Mr. Savitic. Mr. Mendenhall, do you have questions for Mr. Savitic? Yeah, just a couple of follow-ups. Okay. Robert, were you aware of where to get a approved vaccine if there was one available? Did you know where to get one? No. Did Metro provide you an opportunity to actually receive an approved vaccine, not the authorized one, but an approved one like Comirnaty or Spikevax? No. Okay. And did anyone, when they asked you about the vaccine, did anyone explain to you all the potential impacts of the vaccine, such as myocarditis, pericarditis, shingles, all the potential dangers of the vaccine? Were you ever explained that? No including up to and including death, correct? Nobody said anything. Have you, and the other thing, did anyone at the hospital recognize that you have natural immunity because you're a COVID recovered person, correct? Yes. How many times have you had COVID? Twice. Okay. And do you feel that your natural immunity essentially vaccinates you against the disease? Yes. And no one talked about natural immunity with you at all at the hospital? No. Okay. That's all I have. Thank you. Thank you. Ms. Mack, do you have any questions for Mr. Savitic? <clears throat> no, I do not. Thank you. Okay. It's time. There being nothing further, we 
to move to closing statements. Ms. Mack, do you have a closing statement today? Just a brief one. I would just indicate that in this particular case, he refused to comply with a policy that was instituted by his employer to protect him, others, and the public that use that organization. This rule was applied to everyone equally, and he was warned more than once that he would be suspended and fired if he did not comply. I would also indicate that uh, both the OC and a court of competent jurisdiction have held that first, there's nothing unlawful about an employer requiring, a private employer requiring an employee to get a vaccine. And the EOC has said the same thing regarding private and public employers. And the EOC has gone as far as to say that employers requiring a vaccine do not violate any anti-discrimination law. I would ask that you affirm the decision in this case and do not allow benefits. Thank you. Mr. Mendenhall, do you have a closing statement today? Yeah, I do. I think that the hearing officer, first of all, can take judicial notice that Comirnaty or Spike Vaxes, neither one's available in the United States. The only option for anyone is what's called an emergency use authorized shot. And until those emergency authorized use shots are out of stock, they're not going to release Spike Vax or Comirnaty. The second thing that I would point out is that this is a public employer. Metro Health is a public employer. They're not a private company. So they do fall under Ohio's coercion statutes and other statutes where they are not allowed to either give or withhold a privilege or a benefit to someone to coerce them into taking specifically a shot, which they have an option to refuse. Under the emergency use authorization statute, anyone who's presented with that experimental drug has the option to refuse it. Those are old principles in our FDA policy going back to World War II. So those principles need to be respected. And the third thing is that my client actually has natural immunity. So technically speaking, he's been vaccinated. It just occurred naturally. And it seems that a metro hospital, despite being scientists, don't seem to recognize natural immunity. Finally, we all know now, unfortunately, that the vaccines don't work, that people are spreading it, whether they get vaccinated or not. So the idea that this is to protect the public or patients is not a valid idea. The vaccines do not stop spread. And in fact, people who take the vaccines are the ones who are spreading asymptomatically to other people. So those are the issues. I think my client had a right to refuse to take this shot. He had no requirement, I believe, under the emergency use statute, which we submitted. He had no, no need to request a religious or medical exemption for it. He simply has a right to refuse the experimental shot. So that's where I would leave it. And I don't know what's going on with the union. That is odd to me how they've proceeded. Normally, there would be another process, but apparently nothing has happened further with that union. So I'm not really sure what's going on with that. And I appreciate uh, your hearing us out here today. There being nothing further, I am going to close the record and end today's hearing. I will take this matter under advisement, and my written decision will be mailed to all interested parties as soon as possible. I want to thank you all for your time here today and wish you a good rest of your day. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. Bye-bye.